To support our work at the Izzy and Murtada Picture Show and the work of other independent creators like us, sign up to listen to the podcast on Nebula. Nebula is the creator-owned streaming platform that hosts great videos and podcasts like the one you're listening to now. Sign up today at nebula.tv slash picture show and you will get access to this podcast plus other great podcasts and videos. Sign up for Nebula and help support independent media creators. That's nebula.tv slash picture show. Hi, I'm Murtada. And I'm Izzy. And this is the Izzy and Murtada Picture Show. Well, Christmas was yesterday. The Oscar nominations were announced. (laughs) Or at least Christmas for, I don't know, 100 people, something like that, who got the gift of the nominations. Mm -hmm. Um, And we are here to record our reactions to that. Um, But first of all, the most important thing that happened um yesterday yeah. when the, nominations... the first text i got in the morning <laughs> yes i know is that Someone i won gleeful i won the bet hooray me mm-hmm. and that benning was nominated for nyad jody foster was nominated for nyad nyad is a double oscar nominee camp classic and i <laughs> get to win that's right but i mean i have yet to hear the um consequences of this win i'm eager Uh, i'm eagerly waiting you know i just i just want to hold it over your head for the next couple of weeks (laughs) until the actual oscar ceremony every time we talk i'm just gonna say i won the bet and i knew what i was talking about and look how patient and kind and (laughs) i'm being in return you are (laughs) Um, I have to say I wavered a little bit. I was very confident when we made the bet that Annette will be nominated. I yes, was like, you were. Annette, Annette is the queen of Hollywood. She lives there. Everybody knows her. She was doing SAG charity during the strike. She's going to get nominated just based on that. People are just going to hear Annette is in an Oscar movie. Of course, I'm going to nominate her. Yeah. Um, and then and she if, had... if, if, if people are going to watch one movie on Netflix, it is apparently <laughs> not May, December. <laughs> It's not not because it's made all the nominations. And then she had like a Rocky kind of um, cast. But I think it was Rocky only in the mind of Oscar pundits. And I need to stop reading Oscar pundits because they were like, no, it's going to be this and it's going to be that. And I'm like, no, 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 it's going to be a net. I should have just. But anyway, it happened. So I think I was right. And I was also right in that Margot didn't get nominated. We can talk about that in later. But I save that. Yeah. But. But Annette got in her spot. I just want to say that we'll save that. We'll talk later about it. But mm-hmm. I'm so happy Annette did it. And Jody, who basically was nominated everywhere. I think Annette missed here and there. But Jody yeah. was basically nominated everywhere. She should have been nominated. So that was a luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yes. Um, Definitely the most, I think, like that conversation which i know we're going to get to has dominated so much of the reaction to this and so i do i think it will be will be nice to have this moment to kind of like point out some things that we're really happy about yes we start with the happy very happy about nyad and the happiest thing about nyad being getting two oscar nominations is that 
so many more people are going to watch it on Netflix now. And the people who maybe were not that interested, I've already seen some people who have watching it and people are discovering how funny it is and what a great mm-hmm. set it is, especially at Netflix. It's a camp classic. And I'm so happy that people are going to be doing that and right. having a laugh. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I'm 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 going to give more input on this when we get there. Okay. But do we want to do we want to dive into maybe what everyone's favorite category documentary short no just kidding um, <laughs> or like um how do we start maybe like original screenplay sure let's start let's just do the top eight the screenplays direction sure. and and acting and best film yeah yes so original screenplay the nominees are anatomy of a fall the holdovers maestro may december and past lives mm-hmm. so this is uh, I'm happy we're starting here because this is where we get to celebrate our beloved May December. It's one nomination mm-hmm. um, was in this category. So they made That's it right. through that. Um, and I don't know, like three of these, I like Past Lives and Anatomy of a Fall or the other two. I think it's a good. The ones that I wanted to get in got in, which are Anatomy of a Fall, May December, Past Lives. Yeah. I also really like the holdovers. I know you were less enthusiastic about it. I have read the Maestro screenplay. So I and saw the movie (laughs) so I can say that my unenthusiasm for this continues to this day (laughs) so if I were to get um to take one out of this category it would be maestro Mm -hmm. yeah do you have something you want to put into this category um that is a great question the thing is right now i nothing is coming to my mind too so i will just say like my favorite thing about past lives was the screenplay because i think it gets at um those relationships with those three people really well with with an economy in dialogue and Mm -hmm. it's a screenplay that's about emotional lives and that's not always easy to Mm -hmm. write um because sometimes writers tend to over explain things and people in real life never over explain things they just talk mundanely about things and i think past lives finds that balance so well um and for that i think um i love it and i think if i were voting i would vote for past lives or may december although i think of may december more as a Todd haynes um achievement as opposed to just just the screenplay yeah but i think it's an achievement that she Sammy Birch and Alex um I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name but mechanic it looks mm-hmm. like um yeah. I should be credited for having written what naturally feels like a Todd Haynes film mm-hmm. yeah yeah like yeah. he could have written that um so I'm looking at the predictions from Variety that they put uh, posted a few days before the nominations were actually listed mm-hmm. and here's what they had predicted for um the final five anatomy of a fall holdovers past lives may december and salt burn oh my god <laughs> no, oh. maestro got in over salt burn oh I mean, our two nemeses <laughs> i know and then the next in line category was air fallen leaves which would have been nice i would have loved to see yeah, that yeah. um the boy in the heron and, and iron claw so i mean fallen leaves boy in the heron and iron claw to me like we're all better than Maestro, so. Yeah, but I'm also like, I, I don't feel strongly about any of them. So sure. Maestro yeah. had a billion dollar campaign behind it. It was not going to miss here. So not not for yeah. Iron Claw. <laughs> and I also think like 
I mean, isn't this kind of true of like every category? It's usually like two or three that you feel really strongly about. And then mm -hmm. like the others are kind of interchangeable. Yeah. But I have to say this year for the most part, like just overall, I'm really happy with the nominations. Like when you look at Best Picture, like these mm -hmm. are 10 very good movies for various reasons. And when you look at yeah. this, even if, you know, we will replace Maestro with something here, it's still like movies that obviously resonated with people. Um, I'm not sure right. Maestro is resonating with people, but it resonated with the industry, obviously. Like it got seven nominations. For sure. And I think that is something that's going to come up again and again, especially when talking about snubs. Mm -hmm. is how strong of a year this was where you know you could name two or three really strong contenders who were left out for a lot of categories yep absolutely all right let's move to the other screenplay category mm -hmm. which is adapted so we have american fiction barbie oppenheimer poor things and the zone of interest and i have to say just this is a much weaker um category than original because mm. I think what's glaringly missing here, obviously, is all of us strangers. Um, and I don't know that I had problems with American fiction. And I don't think Oppenheimer is very well written. There is a lot of exposition. And yeah. when you think about the zone of interest, it's not the screenplay. Um, it's right. I was everything else. By that because... <laughs> I haven't read the Zone of Interest book, but everything mm -hmm. I've read about it suggests that it is almost entirely different from the film. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and maybe that's why the writers um, responded to it. Right. In that, um, because it's so different than, yeah. than the book. So he basically created something from not scratch, but like there, there was work put there and that's maybe why people right nominated um but yeah i mean obviously this now seems like an easy category to reward greta gerwig what do you for, think i mean for sure that i i feel like if hillary clinton's tweet didn't put a bullet in the back of barbie's <laughs> um oh, God. campaign likelihoods yeah. this seems like a good likely award for her to win um but also I mean, people are very enthusiastic about poor things and Oppenheimer. I don't I don't see Killers of the Flower Moon winning this. And to be honest, now that I've read that book, I'm not even sure that it should win yeah. that. So I'm, it's sort I, so, of like, hmm. Well, that's the one that missed, obviously, is Killers yeah. of the Flower Moon here. Um, there was a controversial tweet online that mm -hmm. somebody said um, – the writer credited for Killers of the Flower oh, yeah. Moon, Eric Cross, who was credited with Scorsese, actually didn't do much of the rewriting. And it was done by Paul Thomas Anderson. And that's right. why he wasn't campaigning. And so this is not a surprise. So I don't know how yeah. correct or not correct that is, but it seems a way to explain this. Right. Yeah. I still need to see American fiction, too. But I've heard very mixed things about it. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm very mixed about it. Um, the writing is smart in ways and poor in others. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually completely a writer's film. There is no visual panache to it. So it flies mm -hmm. and dies by the writing. So I get writers um, responding to it because it's it's um, it's got those quips and, and you know, it's got the structure to the screenplay. So there is there is a lot of hooks to it and it's all in the writing. Um, and so I get the nomination, but I just don't think um, this film was very successful at what it wanted to do. 
Yeah. It is kind of hard, I don't know, to register how other people are going to think about this group of films because I think that my personal take on most of them, except for Zone of Interest, is probably like less enthusiastic than the average viewer. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, I hear you. Yeah. And that's, yeah, me too. And that's why I was like, this is less uh, strong than original. Because I think yeah. in original, there's like at least three amazing, I would nominate myself here, right. maybe zero. Well, do you think, is that how normal for you? Do you find original screenplay more interesting generally than adapted? Yes, for yeah. the most part, yeah. And original screenplay will usually have that movie that everybody in our circle loves but the tar <laughs> ta may december this year that kind yeah. of doesn't get much love anywhere else and mm -hmm. so there is always that like 20th century women i think was here you know there's yeah. oh, there's like always these movies that people at the beginning oh my god she's gonna win best actress or whatever and then in the end oh the lone screenplay nomination Totally, yeah. Twenties. I just rewatched Twentieth Century Women, and Annette Bening is so good in that movie. She's amazing in it's that movie. Crazy. Annette Bening should have won the Oscar. Um, also, that yeah. year was also another strong year where she was pushed out because it was an A twenty four movie, the year of Moonlight, and they put their money where in the end it mattered, and they won Best Picture. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Well, not unfortunate for Moonlight, but for her yeah. specifically. Yes. Um, right. Okay, do you want to move on to Best Supporting Actor? Let's do it. So Best Supporting Actor, the nominees are Sterling K. Brown, American Fiction, Robert De Niro, Killers of the Flower Moon, Robert Downey Jr., Oppenheimer, Ryan Gosling, Barbie, Mark Ruffalo, Poor Things. Mm -hmm. um, I like three of these for sure. The Force, which is Downey. I understand why he's there. Um, mm -hmm. So... I did not like Sterling K. Brown's performance in American fiction at all. I thought he was the weakest link in a movie full of very strong performances. And it's not his fault. He plays Jeffrey Wright's gay brother. And it he's basically playing a theme, prejudice. So he's there sure. so that the mom, the older mom can like be a little bit of a homophobe and call him names. And then he gets to <laughs> react. And I'm like, you know what? This is such terrible writing, such a cliche. Um, and I don't know why he got this nomination, except for the fact that he's very popular. He won like 17,000 Emmys. So right. I think he's popular in the industry. Well, I mean, it seems like American fiction kind of overperformed a lot of people's expectations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um, because I really had not been hearing much about it. I mean, it won the People's Choice at TIFF, which is a big indicator of Best Picture Heat. I think the major surprise was no Willem Dafoe. Yes. And yeah, and it seemed like for some reason, poor things couldn't get both of them everywhere. It was always either or. And in the end, it was just like, well, who is it going to be? And it seems after SAG, the momentum was with Dafoe, but I prefer Ruffalo. So Dafoe is very good too, but if there was only going to be one... I'm happy it's Ruffalo, actually. And I'll explain why. Ruffalo gives the sort of performance that a lot of people are going to say is bad because <laughs> it is a lot of acting, a lot yeah. of things coming at you. It's physical. It's He's 
talking differently. He's gesticulating with his arms. His face is never. And people are going to think of that as overacting, but it's not. He's playing a very silly man in a very silly movie. Like the, the rhythm of that movie is kind of silly. And I yeah. think he is the one who completely gets the silly rhythm of this film and represents it in his performance. And also he looks amazing. And I love it when sexy men get nominated because they never do. <laughs> Sterling is also very wow. sexy in American fiction. Um, Willem Dafoe erasure. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does not look sexy in poor things. According to who? <laughs> So, um. <laughs> so here we have like three very sexy performances because Ryan Gosling, of course, plus Mark Ruffalo, plus Sterling. So sorry, Robert didn't. So sorry to the Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. I think if I were voting on this group, I would probably pick Robert De Niro, which is totally a very, a very conventional pick, but he's the best. He, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he kind of ate that up. He did eat it up. It was really like evil incarnate in a very like specific American oh, oh my God, way yes. that he like, is, is haunting. He, totally. He's America. Literally, yeah. he's America. He's playing America. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would vote for De Niro too. About Robert That's... De Niro. Yeah, what we just said about Robert De Niro is how people are thinking about Robert Downey Jr.'s role. Probably, which is yeah. Like, which is how... Um, I mean, it seems like he's going to win. Yeah, yeah. Um, he has no competition, I think. Do you? Okay, here's a pet theory that I have. Mm -hmm. And I want to know what your take on it is. This, to me, very much feels like there's no planet on which we were actually going to give it to you for Iron Man. Mm, of like, course. Do you remember yeah. like mm -hmm. during Avengers Endgame? Because like mm -hmm. the had a campaign, second yeah. film, yeah, it was like very much... Uh, trying to get him an award for like his big death scene and whatever and um nobody bit yeah they were like but here he not is. this bullshit yeah <laughs> here he is um in Oppenheimer doing like a pretty conventional like I think Robert Downey Jr. is a good actor oh he's great um, but it's it's like pretty conventional this performance yeah. I think I think it's 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 I agree with your theory. It's it's a his time. Somebody who's worked yeah. for a very long time with a lot of people, made a lot of people, added to their success in many ways by appearing in their movies or whatever. And they're all going to vote for him because he has done his bit to the industry. Let and me... also, I do feel like we're kind of so far divorced from what the kind of Robert Downey Jr. discourse was for a really long time, which was like, yeah. he's a problem child, you know, yeah. like he had so many years where he like kind of had to disappear because of like mental health problems and addiction mm -hmm. and like all mm -hmm. of this stuff that he really had to overcome. And mm -hmm. Iron Man was like such a huge part of yeah. that redemption. And so now it's kind of like, I don't know, this yeah. A really nice exclamation point to that. Part. Exactly. And he's been killing it in the speeches. Like this totally yeah. reminds me of Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in America. He's a major star. Why is he winning supporting actor? But it's just <laughs> the right movie at the right time. He's the right age. He's put enough work. And then he goes out and charms everyone, indicates that he really wants it. Um, and then people were like, well, yeah, I want to hear that speech again of or course. a version of it or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think he's just going to steamroll because I don't see that Ryan Gosling is doing enough. I think Ryan Gosling could have won this if he really wanted it. 
but mm, I don't know. He's too serious an actor to me. He probably doesn't want to win for Ken. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, and here's another thing. I mean, teasing some of the conversations I think we'll have later on, but like to me personally, mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling was the standout performance of Barbie. Mm-hmm. Totally agreed. Um, They give him the most comedic meat to chew on. The big dance number is his. Um, and I don't think that is a statement whatsoever about the message of the film. <laughs> I think it's just like truly a credit to kind of like the background and type of performance he is capable of doing and the training yeah. he has as like a dancer and actor and kind of like cheesing it up. That's part of his DNA. Um, and so I'm, I'm not upset that he got this nomination. I think it's well-deserved and, um, it's Ooh, sort yeah. of silly that he had to kind of apologize for being a talented person. <laughs> it's so silly. Um, is there, well, obviously I would have loved to see somebody from all of a stranger's, um, sure. here, uh, or Charles Melton, who remember remember oh, the dream of Charles Melton was going to win the Oscar, I and, really and we were like, we are mad at the first person, the first actor to win for a Todd Haynes movie is is going to be a man. Oh my god! Little how, did we, I am naive. <laughs> how deluded were we? Right? I know it's so crazy. I mean, yeah. If Charles Melton were here, sorry, Robert De Niro, that's where my vote's going. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, totally. So crazy. I feel so awful. I really do have so many question marks about everything that happened with May, December. Yeah. I mean, season. May, December was never going to be an award season thing. It's Todd Haynes. Todd Haynes yeah. mode made the most industry friendly movie of his career, which was Carol. And he yeah. still didn't get nominated. Or like so, Dark Waters. Mark or, Ruffalo could have gotten a nomination for Dark Waters. Maybe, but yeah. Uh, but also, like, this is a movie about all the things, about actors being mercenaries, about the age gap things, about sexual abuse, about things people just don't want to deal with um, in any way. And so I am not surprised that it didn't get anything. Well, which Plus is crazy fact- because yeah. it's like there are some really, really challenging films on this best picture list. Like, like Zone of Interest is the most like ethically challenging and structure like formally challenging film but the holocaust is in years. Is, is historically their most favorite subject throughout <laughs> well, the World 95 War II, for sure World War II. or like <laughs> yeah. even oppenheimer like wrestling with that kind of stuff for like yeah. obviously killers of the flower i mean like this is literally a genocide like mm-hmm. it's so crazy that we're like mm, don't come for actors now <laughs> That's I know. A little too complicated. It's so it's so stupid, and I, I like just like Lady Gaga last year, fun, not making the list in the final stretch. I always think the Academy just doesn't want to have fun. Like, why yeah. wouldn't it have been so much fun to see Charles Melton at so many more events, looking great and hot, um, and talking, you know, or Julianne Moore or Todd? You know, they just don't want to have fun. They, I don't know, they want Robert Downey Jr. I guess that's their kind of fun. <laughs> Yeah, it's so crazy. I don't know. I, I'm happy that there are a lot of like adult, like complex films this year. Yes. And I'm sad that that wasn't part of that trend. Yes. Yes. But like, yeah, it is nice. I feel like more so even like the dumb biopics this year, I feel are more mature than they have been in the past. Yeah. Or sillier like Nyad, but enjoyable. <laughs> sure. 
Yeah. <laughs> All um, right. Shall okay, we move to so supporting actress? Should we move? Yes. I mean, just talking again um, about Mady Sever because I won't shut the fuck up. But um, mm-hmm. Julianne Moore pulling pouring one out for her. Yes. Um. Yeah. I mean. So the nominees are Emily Blunt, Oppenheimer, Daniel Brooks, The Color Purple, America Ferrera, Barbie, Jodie Foster, Nyad, and Dave Vine, Joy Randall for The Holdovers. And I think the surprise here is obviously America Ferreira, who yes. hasn't really appeared in many lists before. And that spot, those other four were always kind of everywhere. And that other spot was the open one. At some places it was Julianne, at others it was Penelope Cruz. Um, mm-hmm. So kind of if you look back now, it, there was only one spot open and then America mm-hmm. Ferrier came in on the strengths of Barbie and took it. Um, I kind of don't like this um, category a lot. Like I love Jodie, obviously, and we talked about her. And thank you, Jodie, for that performance that made me win my bet. Um, Emily Blunt's <laughs> first nomination to be for Oppenheimer after the heights of that woman's career in things like The Devil Wars Prada and Mary Poppins, so even though nobody loved that, but she was great. Like, it's to just be wow. playing the wife seizing in the background, and that's what gets you an Oscar nomination. It's just literally tells you all you need to know about the Academy's treatment of actresses in its last <laughs> five years. Like, she's such a star, and her first nomination who has led so many movies, big box office hits, smaller indie films. And in the end, she's just in this man movie as one of only two women in the movie sitting quiet, literally behind her man, Um, (laughs) the whole movie. And that's her first Oscar nomination. So, well, congrats, Emily, but um, she's the one I would not put here at all. Right. I mean, I think they do give her a little bit of a brain, even though it's very much like a stay, mm-hmm. you know, it's a very stereotypical role. But I do yeah. feel like she did a little bit with it to make it to make her seem a little bit bold and like interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just like not really an interesting role. And like certainly compared to things that were left out, mm-hmm. it would not have made my list. Yeah. Um. Absolutely not. Like Julianne Moore and Penelope Cruz. Penelope they, Cruz. Is, is, yeah. Please. Even Rosamund Pike. I don't like that movie, but that would have yeah. been a better nomination. Um, I have to say, uh, let's talk a little bit about The Color Purple, because The Color Purple, I think, had an interesting trajectory. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a movie that was picked for Oscar just based on the fact that every single iteration of The Color Purple won so many awards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pulitzer, Tonys, Oscars, although it didn't win. It was nominated for 12. Yeah, famously and, and famously none. Famously <laughs> won none. But anyway, on Broadway, in books and movies, that material always gets nominations and awards. Yeah. And so, and then they made this and it wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. And Christmas Day, everybody who wanted to see it went to see it. And then nobody else went to see it because it like had yeah. a great opening and then it just dived down. Um, but I think the thing was, you know, and this happens every year, there is always one actor who the buzz for the role based on the fact that people know the character or the material, know the actor and know that when paired with this material, they're going to give an amazing performance. They just pin that name there as somebody who is going to get that nomination. And no matter how the film performs in the end they still get nominated. And that's Daniel Brooks this year. Well, I also feel like so much of that was aided by the fact that she had recently done it on stage. Like Fantasia mm-hmm. obviously yeah. also did it on stage, but it yeah. was 
quite a while ago. This is pretty recent. And I think like a couple of people from that production have really been elevated since then. Yeah. Daniel Brooks being one of them, but the obvious one being Cynthia Erivo. Yeah. So it's sort of like, I feel like that, if you are if you had seen that production recently, then you would have like a special affinity for her because she was very excellent yes. on stage. Yes. And so like maybe a less than reproduction of that performance on film kind of is like, well, we yeah. still love you, you know. Yeah. And she was very good. She's very yeah. good and in the film. And she is somebody who should be an Oscar nominee. So I am very yeah. happy that she managed it. But I think it's just you know, I, I kind of explain why why I think it happened. Um, but I thought she was going to win. But obviously now she's not. Like, I don't know if you've asked right. me before the movie came out who I would say Daniel Brooks based on everything I said. But mm-hmm. no, I think Dave Vine has this in the bank. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. And she's also like Danielle, you know, somebody who's been working steadily in different mediums for at least a decade. People know her, know her work and and finally got that role in a movie that they love. And it's time. Yeah. Yeah, agree. I mean, this this these the supporting actor ones seem pretty locked up. Yes. Um. Do you like the America Ferreira thing? Because it's just that monologue, which it represents People love that model. Yes. And the monologue repre- represents the best and the worst of Barbie. If you don't like Barbie, it's because of that monologue is so rudimentary. Right. And if yep. you love Barbie, you love that monologue. So the Academy loves Barbie. So I'm not surprised she got in. Right. I do think um, I'm happy that there are people that identify with that monologue if that makes mm-hmm. sense like yeah. i personally it didn't do what it needed to do for me but like yeah. it's not they're not lying like th- that no, is true not. and yeah. so it's sort of like if that is resonating with you and like mm-hmm. that is a fundamental truth that you needed to hear in your life like that is a good thing that it, that this is like helping you realize something or whatever um and so in that sense like i do think this performance is like important for a lot of people and that's cool that that's reflected in the nomination Mm -hmm. but i also think that because america ferrera's character kind of needs to stand in for the every woman like she is kind of the straight man of the of the show where like everybody needs to identify with her Mm -hmm. which kind of means like there isn't a lot that's very idiosyncratic about her or Mm -hmm. very like special or specific Mm -hmm. to like this woman that makes me like fall in love with her as a character and so to me it's like if since i'm gonna use may december for everything like if i compare (laughs) that to like the very specific and like thorough choices that julianne moore is making like it's Mm -hmm. just not gonna impress me or resonate with me on the same level yeah because yeah. it's just it kind of is like intentionally a blank slate yes absolutely or the sort of um just fill the screen with your light sort of performance that Juliet binoche is giving in the taste of things where yeah, yeah, the yeah. camera's on her and you literally can it's like ingrid bergman when you sometimes they put some light on her and you're like is this ingrid bergman or the sun that's kind of how i yes. felt with Juliet binoche and that's something that not a lot of people can do and Juliet can do it so easily and you know i would have liked to see Juliet or julianne or penelope but they're you know they're legends of the screen and that's fine sure. and they've had their oscar moments so it's all good yeah like i'm i'm not like bitter about this and to be honest i do think america ferrera has some of that like Mm -hmm. America she has 
an energy where you like want to hang out with her and mm-hmm. feel like you're friends with her. And that's yes. kind of why she's good at this role. So it's yeah, like, yeah, perfect casting. Totally. Yeah, that's great. So yes. sure. It's a little yes. surprising and not what I would have listed, but I, like I have no energy to be mad about it. <laughs> yes. No. Oh, God. Why? Why would we ever do that? <laughs> OK, le- let's move to the man, although who cares? But anyway, the nominees in Best Actor, Bradley Cooper, Maestro. Love you, Bradley. Coleman Domingo Rustin. Fantastic. Paul Giamatti, The Holdovers. OK. Killian Murphy, Oppenheimer eh. and Jeffrey Wright, American Fiction. Um. I have to say I've loved Jeffrey Wright for years and years and years, and I'm so happy he finally got a nomination um, because mm-hmm. he's a he's been brilliant in everything he has done, stage, TV, movies, um, for a very very long time. Um, I mean, we all remember the his performance that won him an Emmy in the Tony Kushner thing. What is it called? Angels in America. Uh, Angels in America. Like mm-hmm. that was such a seminal performance. It was a seminal moment for everyone. But then he gives that performance on stage and on TV, wins every award, and and you would think he is going to be the next Denzel or I don't know who's like the best actor of their generation, something like that. Like he was that performance and just somehow never got there. He actually, so surprisingly, this is his first lead film in two decades or something like that. It's crazy. That's crazy. Um, mm-hmm. So this is, I think, a nomination that should have happened, I don't know, 25 years ago, something like that. So it's very good to see him here, even though I don't like his film, but I think he's marvelous in it. And if there is any reason to yeah. see it, it's to see his performance and wonderful. Great, great. I, I feel like right. he's he was kind of like absorbed into the Wes Anderson universe, which yes. almost kind of guarantees that you're going to get overlooked for <laughs> totally for acting. acting absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Because what was the one that came out? The French Dispatch. Like he French was kind of he's he almost always like the bright it. spot of yeah. like, of his films yeah and, he was um, so good in the in the in the french dispatch and doing that sort of difficult thing of playing somebody so recognizable because it was a take on james baldwin but at the same mm-hmm. time it's a fictional thing and so he was straddling that line so well like oh yeah i can see james baldwin in what you're doing but also you're not you're mm-hmm. this fictional thing that um wes anderson came up with which is really hard to do and he's such a great actor so i'm very yeah. happy for this that is really um, exciting are you excited about anyone in this category <laughs> I really like Coleman Domingo. Yes. Um, I really like Paul Giamatti. Mm-hmm. Paul Giamatti is great too. Great actor. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I really like Killian Murphy. I think I like these individuals quite a bit. Um. Who would I vote for? I'd probably vote for Paul Giamatti. Yeah, I mean, I think Paul Giamatti is going to win because it's a good performance in a movie they love. And you he's think somebody... he's going to beat Killian Murphy? No, I don't think so. Um, the big blockbuster movie that wins all the other awards almost never wins a lead Oscar mm. because they just feel like if we gave a director, that's enough. It doesn't need director and actor. Um, and so I think, and this, I think Paul, G- that's why I think Paul Giamatti would win. Um, I'm, I'm also just happy for Coleman Domingo because. I think he elevates Rustin and makes it a much more interesting movie than it has any right to be with his performance that feels so lived in, so Mm -hmm. beautifully queer. Um, You know, I have no problem with straight people playing queer characters. But when you see a queer man understanding how exactly to move his body as a gay man on screen and a gay director giving him the space 
and the costumes and the camera angles to see his body as a gay man moving in swishy flamboyance. It is, it was something to see and love. And, you know, I love that it's there, that it's captured. So, you know, people can see that and see that this is, you know, beautiful. And so yeah. I'm very happy for this nomination also because he deserved it for If Bill Street Could Talk. He deserved it for Zola. Um, and yeah. finally he he gets that um, that moment. So it's great. Yeah, that's very exciting. I do remember seeing some tweets um, along those lines, RE passages. <laughs> People are like, <laughs> like Ben Wishaw doing something different here. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, so is Coleman. So, so yeah. yeah, so that's great um so that sounds correct um i do i mean people love killian murphy's performance mm -hmm. i thought it was killian murphy's always good mm -hmm. so but it's know. also sort of like a quiet recessive performance like he's there in almost everything scene but like i think um like it happened what happens around him also he, he anchors it but kind of all the flashy things goes to the other characters. And so he's just there as a reactor. Um, and so sometimes you feel that the movie is happening in spite of him mm -hmm. um, and not because of him. And so I get why he got nominated because he's in the biggest movie of the year. Although Margot Robbie might beg to differ. But anyway, um, but mm -hmm. I don't see this as a winning performance. You know, he do you have a moment? Everybody to win, you have to have a moment that people can just remember without actually um watching the film. And I I personally cannot tell you what his moment, his Oscar clip is. So Oh, like an individual yeah, maybe. Oh, he doesn't have like a monologue, I guess, that I yeah. remember. Um, but I do think part of what is so arresting about Killian Murphy is just like the structure of his face, just like tr truly like the architecture of expressions that he can make um, because he's so angular. And so like introspection looks really good on him. Yes. Does that make sense? Like it is yeah. interesting to watch when he is um, pondering something mm -hmm. or like when he's distressed about something mm. and so i think in that sense like he's very captivating and kind of like the right person to play this role because so much of it is like what's sitting behind your eyes and mm -hmm. if your eyes are like his <laughs> easy watch easy yeah. watch um yeah. so i get it i mean i think he's kind of able to balance that like cocky genius mm -hmm. drut that I think they like they wanted Oppenheimer to have for this movie. So mm -hmm. I do think it was like impressive, but it's not something where I was, um, I felt any like personal kind of draw to it in the way that I felt about maybe like Paul Giamatti. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It where there's like something a little more like strange to grasp onto. Yeah. Oh, it just it just pulls at the heartstrings more. Mm -hmm. His his movie and his role are just more cerebral, which is which is fine, but it's not like the kind of thing that you get emotionally attached to. Right. Totally. And then of course there's Bradley Cooper. I mean, this is kind of a respectable five. Like, um, <laughs> um yeah. yeah, I would have liked to see Andrew Scott or Leonardo DiCaprio in here. I, yeah, I think Leo was a surprise. Yes. I mean, 
it is the same five. These are the five people that were nominated by SAG. So it's kind of a semi-surprise. But I, yeah. I'm surprised that Leo kind of just didn't get in in the end. Because he, I think, campaigned this year more than he's ever done. But he was campaigning for Lily, not for himself. So mm-hmm. I don't know. And he is playing a villain, you know. Same as Natalie Portman. It, maybe they just saw themselves too much in that man. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, Leo is is also kind of those one of those actors who is like simultaneously extremely respected, but also like notoriously overlooked. Um, yeah. Like there was that whole meme for a really long time about yeah him not winning an Oscar. Yeah, yeah. and sometimes it happens and I feel when like you. That's- that's starting to happen with Bradley Cooper, but it's, I think, more malicious with Bradley Cooper. Like, yeah. people kind of are enjoying that he doesn't have one. Um, I don't know why. In a in a way that, like, it was a little, there was a tinge of sadness behind the Leo one. Yeah. Yes, and I, Leo I also, like, Bra- like you yeah. know, Leo, Bradley Cooper doesn't have a Titanic or a Romeo right. and Juliet. Like, Leo has been in the fantasies of many people for many years. And yeah. that's, I think, why people were always sad that he didn't win an Oscar. Right. And also because, well, I think as we've discussed many times before, like, ambition is very much um, not upon. something people like yeah. to watch. And, like, yeah. Bradley Cooper piloting all of his own projects mm-hmm. in a way that, like, Leonardo DiCaprio never really has at least like on the directorial front he's does a lot of producing i think but um yeah but i mean here's the thing when i will be so happy for bradley cooper when i'm when he makes something that i care about <laughs> yes yeah i mean yeah maestro wasn't it um but he eked that nomination and, and good for him not just this is he seven nominations that's not something to sneeze at so yeah totally but, and the movie, that's to your point about ambition. The film shows his ambition as a filmmaker. Um, yes. And I think he he doesn't want to be a Leo. I think he wants to be a Clint Eastwood, right? Like yeah, if, oh, you, totally. if you look at career trajectories, that's what he wants. And mm-hmm. so I don't know, maybe he doesn't want to win Best Actor. And he's just waiting for that movie that will give him his Unforgiven, you know, to finally be acknowledged mm-hmm. as an auteur. Um, and Clint Eastwood didn't get there until he was older than what Bradley Cooper is now, prob- but not probably not by much. So. Right. Did Clint Eastwood write his own films as well? Um, You know what? I don't know. I don't know uh, either. Yeah. Doesn't but strike I... me as a writer. <laughs> me neither. Um, but I think like that's the big hurdle for mm-hmm. Bradley Cooper. Like, that he writes them? Well, I, it's like I think he can write maybe a good screenplay, but like I think the screenplay is consistently the thing that is like the worst of the trifecta for him. Mm, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, he did have a partner on this one, so <laughs> yeah, the estate of <laughs> Leonard Bernstein. <laughs> uh, all right, shall we move to our favorite two? Because I think we're going to talk about best actress and best director yes. together. All right, yes. so let's let's. Let's just let me um, announce the nominees. So best director, the nominees are Jonathan Glazer for The Zone of Interest, Jorgos Lantimos for uh, Poor Thing, Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer, our beloved Marty Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon, and of course, Justine, Justine Trier. Justine? For, Justine <laughs> for Anatomy of a Fall. Um, I think what's missing here is obviously Greta Gerwig, uh, Celine Song, 
and Bradley Cooper. Um, in Best Actress, um, Annette Bening for Nyad, Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon, Sandra Huller, Hola Hola for Anatomy of a Fall, Carrie Mulligan for Maestro, Emma Stone for Poor Things. Um, also missing, I would say, Fantasia Barino um, and uh, Greta Lee for Past Lives. And of course, yeah. the big... The big snub that everybody wants to talk about, which is Margot Robbie in Barbie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Best Director is an amazing category. Me and of, of the move of the films that are in contention this year that are making serious play, I think they could not have come with a better list. Um, I know movies that we love, like May December and All of Us Strangers and all of that, which I would nominate those directors here. We're not. We really, have to be a little it, realistic here. Yeah, they were not in serious contention. Right. Um. So I will still complain about it, but I know I'm being yeah. crazy. <laughs> yes. So if there were seven directors from these five that were nominated, the other two would be Greta Gerwig and Alexander Payne for the holdovers. And of those yeah. seven, personally, me, Murtada, I think they chose the right five. Right. I think. Um. This is what a lot of people keep saying online, right? It's like, if you think someone is snubbed, you need mm-hmm. to say which of the five should have been taken out of the category. Exactly. Right? Yes, and Ryan so, Gosling, who do you hate in these five? Tell us. Right. You can't just yeah. say. That. Who is it? Who is it? Are you coming for Sandra Holler? <laughs> no. Um. To me, I have said my piece about Oppenheimer. So like, I am not, I don't care about Christopher Nolan being in there. I know he's going to win this category anyway. So it's sort of like. So you would take him out? If it were me? Yeah, I would. But from the seven, who would you put in Christopher Nolan's? Payne or uh, Gerwig? Probably Gerwig. Okay. Why Gerwig Um, over Payne? And you love the holdovers. I did love the holdovers. Mm -hmm. To me, um. I think what impressed me about Barbie is that it was uh, very visually complicated to do. Mm-hmm. So like on the one hand, you have like all of these sets, you need to figure out how to make like a plastic indoor world feel real and vibrant, um, but also the real world, but also a musical. Like there's a lot of stuff going on that felt very coherent Um as a story well maybe not so much as a story sometimes but like you know what the world looks like and it makes sense and like everything is kind of cohesive so i do think that is like a pretty impressive achievement that requires it's like much more intense and mm. um i don't know what the right word is complicated i don't know mm. than like putting together an average like we're shooting this on the street p- period film yeah yeah you I know what i mean you. like yeah. there's just so many elements going into it that i think was is challenging especially when she's never made anything like that before yeah. this is not the kind of film that greta gerwig has made in the past yep totally so yeah. like to me that is really interesting um and not something that like those kind of practical sets and effects isn't anything that anybody else is really doing right now like Mm -hmm. everything is cgi'd so to have like the vision to do that is i think worthy of recognition more so than oppenheimer to me but a lot of people don't feel that way yeah do i think it's more than like zone of interest which is like one of the 
as I said, for most formally interesting films that's like come out yeah. in the past couple of years. No, poor no. things. Same thing. I think like what he did to do to make that so cohesive as like a world is like just as interesting, if not more than Barbie. Mm-hmm. Um, Killers of Flower Moon, like the. What can you even say about Scorsese? Uh, Scorsese, hello. Okay, let, let me just say one thing about Scorsese. I love him, and I'm so happy that he passed Spielberg, and now he is the director. No, no, there's. I think William Wyler has more nominations than him, but he has more than Spielberg, which is very important right. to me. Yeah. <laughs> and then Justine Trier, which, like, is in... Hello. I mean, she's, like, the author of that from... Oh, my God, Like, grand yes. to ceiling, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. just kind of, like... Like there isn't really anyone besides Christopher Nolan that I exactly. would be like, take him out. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. And this is the thing. Christopher Nolan was not going to be out. So you have to choose one of the other four. And of those other right. four, Nobody. I wouldn't want anybody to leave this list. Yeah. So, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and here's the thing, like, um, I feel like a lot of this conversation has been like that they were completely snubbed yeah. like like nothing they, for barbie <laughs> meanwhile this film has eight nominations earned a billion dollars and greta gerwig and margot robbie have other nominations for other things besides like that likely to win at least one oscar if not yeah. both of them win so, so at least of one like, of them is gonna win <laughs> right it's it's a little it's a little like silly it's very silly. It's very silly. Yes, um, as an actress, Margot Robbie probably cared more about best actress than best film, but I don't know. Um, and Greta is probably thinks of herself more as a director than a writer, but hello, she started as a writer. So it doesn't matter. They are Oscar nominees. So I don't know what this, they're not snob. This is just all they're n- stupid. Yeah, and it's it, very and silly. What the fuck is Hillary Clinton doing? Does she hear like a white woman feminism whistle I, or something? I and know. then she comes in and says it. Fuck you. Shut up. It's there really crazy. So as somebody who wanted to be head of state of the most powerful nation in the world, you know what? You should be thinking about what else is happening in the world and not fucking Barbie being fucking snubbed when it wasn't. Well, and also I think it's really weird to just kind of like read the room and understand that the woman who is probably going to win best actress is lily gladstone yes who like oh my god yes hello a, a gives an extreme like her performance is the key fantastic to all of this, yeah. but it's also like the historical achievement of her of... even being there yes is like wildly impressive Ugh. and w- worth much more um ink mm-hmm. than you know anything people could say about barbie <laughs> Oh my so it's, god! It's yes. like so strange and like willfully misreading Always. everything that's going on. Best director, like there are five, there are ten things nominated for best film mm-hmm. or best picture. Yeah, by virtue of like numbers, half of those are not going to make it into best director. So like the energy yes. that people are giving to Barbie needs to also be given to like alexander payne to celine song like why exactly. doesn't this exist for them like it is very crazy to like put all of this weight of like on yeah, on, on, on greta gerwig yeah like i would have you know personally we were talking about seven because celine song kind of wasn't a realistic um yeah. choice in 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 best director but i would put her above gerwig because that movie is just just touch me more than barbie 
Right. Um, so even if we're talking women, and I love the, I hate uh, my friend Rafa Sales did this very good tweet when she said nothing is a, there is no quota in the academy that says only one woman could be nominated because everybody was like mad at Justine Trier. Yeah. Um, I guess because she's the least famous of the five, but, and like, and I'm like, why? Like she like, won the, like. Palm she won can she won can the palm door she won the european academy she was a shoo-in for yeah. sure and this is not a bias against women so shut up hillary clinton and whoever else is talking about this this is a bias about big blockbuster movies that make a lot of money and the director's branch is notorious for this you know mm. they do not nominate the director of the biggest hit when dune got won like seven Oscars, Denis Villeneuve wasn't nominated. This happens all the time. I do think like the only thing that I would say is that like Barbenheimer has always been paired. And to yes. me, Oppenheimer is as much of a blockbuster kind of yeah, thing totally. but it, as it's, Barbie is. Totally. But it, like, but it, I think more is aligned with their taste. <laughs> exactly. It's more um, aligned with their taste. Yes. So I think that's kind of like fair to point out. Yeah. Uh, but it is very, very over-exaggerated. And here, and the thing about Margot Robbie to me is like, A, it's a really strong year, as we've already said. There's mm -hmm. so many people who've been overlooked who mm -hmm. like- Natalie Portman, hello. You know, just shake the bag a different way and you might pull <laughs> yeah. out a different name. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. so many people. And it's like, to me, Everything that I've read about Barbie suggests that her influence as a producer was extremely was, yep. authorial mm -hmm. from like selecting who would be in it to like securing the resources to like even getting the right release date. Mm -hmm. Like all of these things are because of Margot Robbie's influence behind the scenes. And that to me is an ex like an extraordinary achievement. Like I, there really is literally no other equivalent of like a, an actress like uh, piloting a billion dollar mm -hmm. film phenomenon yes. and she's been acknowledged for that she yes, is so nominated she was as a nominated as producer of one of the best films of the year so she yes. she's gotten her due so shut up and i just want to say something if you go back to when we talked i think last episode or the episode before when i was trying to make the case for annette and i and I said, mm -hmm. she'll probably come in at the expense of Margot Robbie, because when people talk about Barbie, nobody ever talks about her performance. Nobody. This is what made me crazy, because I was like, I feel like I'm in La La Land, La La LOL. But um, I was like, I feel like I'm in crazy town, because yeah. I feel like over the past couple of weeks, every time you see a clip from Barbie on social media, it is either Ryan Gosling or it is like a random one off line from like Issa Rae. Or America Ferreira's monologue. Yes. Like, nobody <laughs> was like Margot Robbie's performance. Like, it's a good performance, but I don't feel like it is transcendent in it's any not, way. No. It is like, I see, I could see Anna Ferris doing as good a job. Oh my God. Oh, brilliant. I, like, Kate Hudson, if, you know, in her prime would have yeah. been like fantastic. Yeah. Like, it is, again, written in a very specific way where it's mm -hmm. like, uh, it needs to resonate with like every woman mm -hmm. it needs to she is there in part because she can play like a beautiful blonde charismatic woman like it is written yeah. to be tailored to her gifts there is no stretch or challenge yeah yeah as compared to like i tanya which i feel was much a better performance from her but yeah. the fact is like it's a much more it's a much stronger year 
She's not yeah. going to get the nomination like she did for Bombshell when it was like yeah. a struggle to even fill categories for yes. women a couple yeah. of years ago. Yeah, yeah, totally. I agree 100% with you. Like, you know, we should be talking about Greta Lee. We should be talking about Natalie Portman. We should. There are so many other actresses this year that we could be talking about instead of Margot Robbie. Um, and it's fine. I think this is a very strong five. I think I love all these five performances. Maybe Annette Benning for different reasons, but she <laughs> is a legend and an amazing actor and deserves to be here. And I'm happy she's here. And one thing I am sort of like happy about of all this online discourse, because when it first happened, I'm like, oh my God, is Annette Benning going to be the villain of the year? Because basically the other four, Carrie, oh. Emma, Lily, and Sandra kind of were everywhere and people kind of yeah. were predict predicting them and nobody was predicting Annette. And now people are going to be, I'm like, oh my God, is the internet going to leave Bradley and turn on Annette? And it didn't happen, thank God, because I would yeah. not have been able to take the internet turning on Annette Benning. So. I haven't seen so much of that either, and I really thought that that would be the case. Yeah. But also, I don't think enough people have even seen that. Well, now they're going to gonna like, see it, and they're going to know it. that Annette is a genius, and they're going to love her. Yeah, it's very still. I mean, you know, what's interesting to me is I feel like um usually there is that one performance right where it's like this woman is like nominated all the time and so mm -hmm. like of course we like expect to see her in there and i feel like annette kind of fills that mm -hmm. void in this category but the other four like obviously lily and sandra are completely new carrie's yeah. shown up a couple of times but i don't feel like she's that exactly like she's not annette not yet and oh Emma god Stone, no I mean, is bordering on her second, but I also feel like she's, it's not like she's nominated a million times. It's her fourth nomination. It's her, it's Annette's fifth nomination. So oh. don't discount. Look Maybe at I how much she's. Emma Stone's career. <laughs> she is 30 years younger than Annette Benning and only has one less nomination than Annette That's Benning. Really wild. Okay. <laughs> What are they? And and let's was she let's, nominated for like the help? What am I thinking? Oh, no, she, she was nominated for Birdman for La La Land for the favorite, and now poor things. That's four. My God. And this year she has two nominations because she achieved what Margot Robbie didn't, and is nominated as best actress and for best film as a producer right. of Poor Things. Right. Um. So you know, I think. I'm happy that this thing happened because it just took the light a little bit out of Emma Stone because I don't want people to turn on Emma Stone um, because she is actually accomplishing a lot. Um, yeah, definitely. She's at the prime of her career. And it is actually, I wish she hadn't won for La La Land because this would have been the right moment and the right film to give yeah. her the Oscar. But you know what? She has an Oscar. So she can just stay. She is not really campaigning to win Best Actress. I don't see I don't her doing she that. She's not doing that. She might be campaigning to win Best Picture, which she should try to win it, but also she probably I will not. I think she's not. trying to win her Emmy. <laughs> For, for the, the curse, curse. Yeah, yeah. maybe she's definitely not trying to win this over lily she was so surprised when she won the critics choice um and made her speech all about the other nominees and whatever and she she's laying she, like you said she's talking about the curse more than poor things mm -hmm. um but i think uh very excited about lily gladstone yes I'm, and I'm sandra holler i know sandra holler is not gonna win but yeah you know, but I now i'm her. excited to see who wins bafta because lily is not there lily is gonna win the oscar there is no mm -hmm. doubt about that but like she's not in bafta which is the next big award i i guess sag is sag before so we'll see sag i don't know which one is before the other anyway so there's sag 
where Sandra's not there. So SAG is yeah. between Lily and Emma. And then you go to BAFTA, Lily's not there. And it's between Emma and I think Sandra. So if Sandra wins BAFTA, then we know 100% for sure Lily's winning the Oscar. But if mm-hmm. Emma wins BAFTA, which is a pass that has happened before for Olivia Coleman, her darling friend from The Favorite, where everybody thought Glenn was going to win, and then she <laughs> went and won BAFTA and then won the Oscar. So we'll see. Anyway, it's exciting. But I think yeah. Lily's safe to win. This I feel like I need to do some Lily Gladstone propaganda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I- but I think Emma might win BAFTA. Um, we'll see. I hope it's yeah. Sandra. Cassandra, like she, she needs she won the European Award for Best Actress, which is major, but I would like her like to give a speech. We've seen I Emma also, Stone give speeches. I also do wonder how Zone of Interest is gonna play into this mm-hmm. um for the BAFTA, because like obviously she's not nominated for that, but I think No, like, she is at BAFTA oh, she, she, is she has both? two nominations. Yes. So what well, I think like um that combination might be interesting because there is like an investment in mm-hmm. the UK in mm-hmm. zone of interest yeah so she might yeah we'll see if she wins any of those um and i mean uh bafta has done their thing like last year they gave everything everywhere nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> two people from uh the banshees of inisher and one supporting actor and supporting actress so if somebody if Vine was gonna not win anywhere it's gonna be in london so we'll see For maybe sure. i mean oh for sure <laughs> So, I mean, Kihi Kwan couldn't manage it. So I think Devine might stumble there too, but she's all obviously all safe for the Oscars. Yeah. Ugh, God. I can't believe we have to talk about this for another month. We don't. We can talk about other things. Two months. Two months. I know it's not till March. That's like ridiculous. Um, Yeah. I think we talked about Best Picture. We don't need to talk about it, but I just think it's a very strong 10. Like, these are good 10 films. Yes, maybe yeah. December is not there. You know, all the movies that we love that we talked about the last few months are not there. But representing the year, like, it's a very good balance of big blockbusters, movies that formally interesting, movies that are historically interesting, legend directors, yeah. actors we love. You know, it's, you know, movies that pull at your heartstrings. Like, it's a, it's representative of the year. And all these movies, I might not like one or two here and there, but it's a good list. Totally. Yeah. I think, you know, as if you're going to the Oscars best picture is like always combing the top layer yeah. of like taste in America. Right. Yeah. And so like, I feel like if that's or in LA, oh, just L.A. <laughs> that's true. Um, Of what if that's like what we garnered from this year, like that's an extraordinarily strong year. Yeah. In comparison to like. Yeah. Totally. A couple of recent years. <laughs> yes. It's um, funny too to think about like I would take any of these over like Coda. Remember when oh, Coda won best? Oh picture? my god, don't remind me. You know, <laughs> I, I I just came back from Sundance and it's their 40th year. And so before every movie they play this thing of like the highlights of their 40 years, yeah. and it ends with Coda, like that short video ends with Coda. And every time I'm just like, what the fuck were people thinking that year? <laughs> Did you see? Okay, so Sundance pulled. I think it was like five hundred critics oh, yes. or something. I'm and guilty because like I refused to do it. I just was well, busy, so I didn't. I think a lot of people did, um, because some they, they released like the top ten ever like Sundance <sighs> darlings, and Whiplash got number one, which is that's so terrible. Funny. Who who voted? Who put Whiplash on there? Yeah. and just like the number of things that it was like. I just could not believe that list. But also, yeah. I don't even think Coda was on it. 
Yeah, well, which good. Which is so funny because I did, it's like I was, it literally won Best Picture and I nobody was cares about it. The only Sundance movie to win Best Picture. Um, I was very disappointed at that list. I just saw the 10. They had a terrible... Sun, if somebody from Sundance is listening to this, you got to listen to this. I'm sorry. They had a very terrible timeline for that list. It's 40 years of movies, which is a lot. And they did send you every movie that played at Sundance. It's. I started looking at it and I was so overwhelmed by the sheer number of films. And I was going to do just top 10 of the top of my head. And I'm like, but that's not like, you know, fair to Sundance, to the filmmakers who went there. So then I was like, all right. But they sent it a day before Christmas. And the deadline was like January 4th. Hello, everybody's going. So I was like, in the end, I was like, I don't have time to do this. I'm sorry. I can't go through 40 years of movies. during christmas <laughs> that's so crazy yeah um what did i think it was regenda roy who's like the um chief curator of film at moma he was like any sundance list that doesn't have like queer filmmakers on it is like not a real list no like that's T- not real it's not real <laughs> paris is burning is not there tom haynes is not there yeah poison like poison, what the please. fuck Please. Yeah, it's it's so funny. Like, you know, so I at Sundance, they had the equivalent of this list. So they had this talk with Christine Vachon, R- Richard Linklater, Don Porter, and Miguel Arteta, four directors, filmmakers who have been coming to Sundance almost the entirety of its. And they thought none of them mentioned any of those top movies. They mentioned things like Parking Glances, like um, the Jim Jarmusch movies, you know, you know, that's not what people remember. Uh, You know, Hoop Dreams, you know, things like that. And I'm just I think Hoop Dreams was in the top 10, if I'm yeah, anyway, probably the only one. That deserves to crazy. be there. Who remembers fucking Whiplash? Wait, who, I'm gonna who who who, who voted for this? Nineteen year olds? Like, what the fuck is this? Um, hold on. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> read the list because I think it was funny. Okay, number ten, Blood Simple. Okay, not bad. I not bad. that's fine. Um, yeah. E tu mame tambien. Okay, cool, good movie. Boyhood, Before Sunrise, Sex Lies and Videotapes, Memento. Little Miss Sunshine, Get Out, Reservoir Dogs, and Whiplash. It's such a bro-y movie. I mean, literally, Boyhood is there. This is a bro list. I'm just like, and, you know, I'm not blaming Sundance. I'm blaming them for the timing. They should have sent this list in August. They knew this was their 40th year and they wanted to do that. They should have sent it in August, gave everybody a month to do it, um, and not send it before Christmas and give you two weeks. Like, come on. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, it's just... That's like bro taste. And, you know, they sent yeah, to the like, critics. Yeah, like, I'm surprised. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, Virgin Suicides or something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's like Letterbox at Sundance. Yeah. That's who cares enough to respond the to this. Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's unfortunately who cares enough to respond to these prompts or who has time to respond to these prompts. <laughs> Oh my god, the shade of that! You're like not me, not not the variety critic. <laughs> I was I was going to Mexico City to have fun. I was not going to work on the Sundance forty year list. That's so funny. Uh, uh, yeah, that's wild. So yeah, Hoop Dreams was not on there. Hoop Dreams, which it should be. 
Yeah, yeah. it's just so striking to me that this list is totally not representative, except for maybe Sex Lives and Videotape of anything I think yeah, of I when I think of, right. of, of Sundance at all. Maybe I don't like even remember Whiplash. What was it Sundance? Do you? I, do, I certainly did not remember, but like, um, I would say like the before trilogy is probably yeah. a good shout too. I mean, Richard Linklater is associated with the festival. So that's why he was in that talk with Christine Vachon and all these other people. So yeah, good, good for Linklater. Not my favorite filmmaker, but he is like a Sundance kind of right. guy. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. Okay. So I guess briefly, the- should we say like, we th- we both think Oppenheimer is getting best picture, correct? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it yeah. has any competition. Its competition was Barbie, and obviously, what the nominations reveal to us is that they like Oppenheimer more. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. yeah, Killers might go home empty-handed, but more than likely, we'll have one not Oscar. More than likely, we'll have like Lily. We'll have best actress, which is great because you know what now. Another act, Ellen Bernstein was the only actress in a Scorsese movie to win Best Actress. So now they, he'll have two. Great for him. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is? Yeah, wow. Anatomy of a Fall. Maybe I think Anatomy of a Fall might win screenplay because if you think about it, it's not nominated in foreign language because it wasn't submitted. It probably will not win Best Actress. I think it will win Screenplay. Yeah, I um, so. And now, unless they just decide they want to give Alexander Payne another Oscar, he's already won Screenplay before. Um, right. Twice. Yeah, so I'm like, enough. Um, yeah. yeah, he and doesn't Zone, need a third. Zone wins International. Zone will win International, yeah. Okay. Um, which is good because it goes to Glazer and Trier will win. And so, yeah, that would be great. But who knows? Um, I think the best thing that happened to Justine Trier is that Barbie moved from original to adapted. So true. Do you and have now, any thoughts on that debate at all? Um, you know what? Who cares? Like, it's it's yeah. mundane rules. But I actually agree. Like, um, this was not a creation from the mind of Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach. Like they had the dolls, they had the world in the dolls, they had the characters. Like it is an adapted, no? Yeah. Um, I I similarly think it's like kind of silly and I don't care. Um yeah. I do think it kind of like it's it's complicated to me just because I do feel like there's no existing plot to kind of like adapt from. Like a lot of the characters are mm-hmm preconceived or whatever but like clearly it's an original concept but also like zone of interest was adapted and that has as we said literally nothing to do with the book and i feel mm-hmm. like poor things too was um adapted quite loosely as far as yeah. i'm aware so yeah you know who cares yeah it's um i'm just glad there are two screenplay um categories because then you get to see 10 movies acknowledged as opposed yeah. to five so and keep you, it like this. Do not change it. <laughs> you know what? I think this is going to be a year where like the awards are kind of spread out too. Like it's not going to be like a couple of them will win more than one, but it's not going to be like seven awards. To I think one Oppenheimer film. is going to win a lot. It, it will win film and director in the big categories that we just talked about and won't Supporting. win anything else. Oh, oh yeah. Support, oh, yeah, it's going to win a lot. If it has three in the top c- categories, like it's going to win editing and cinematography and I don't know, sound. I think. Do you think it's going to win cinematography? Well, it's the movie they love the most. 
sometimes that's just it. I think he's going to come up with seven, eight. Oh, wow. Yeah. Lord have mercy. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. It's a coronation. You know, it's a, it's a director who made a lot of money. Who's been working for a long time. It's just like Titanic when they decided finally to nominate James Cameron. And then they're like, yeah, we're going to give him 10 Oscars in one night. (laughs) So I think it's going to be one of those nights. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to, sorry to burst your bubble. I know. I know. I was just thinking about this the other day. I was like, I don't think I've ever um, given so much care and attention and energy to something that consistently disappoints me the way I have with the Oscars, the right? Academy of Motion Pictures, Art and Sciences. Um, uh, I know. But I think we have 20 very good performances um, nominated. Yeah. I, You know, maybe, you know, Sterling K. Brown um, is the only dud in my opinion, but the others are really good and it's good to see them all acknowledged. Love it. Yes. All right. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at I am picture show. I'm on Twitter at Emmy underscore says and on Instagram at Mortada underscore E um, and Izzy. I am BK rewind on Twitter and uh, BK underscore rewind on Instagram. And until next time, thank you. Bye.